Good morning, everyone. You know, I'm always so excited to speak to you guys, and this is my second time speaking to you all, and I'm really, really excited to share to you what I have learned this past few days, or actually the past few weeks. When Pastor told me that I'll be speaking again, it started then, you know. As a speaker, your mind goes to this, like, gears, and you're thinking, oh, what, what message should I, you know, let, let out there and let other people know? What is it that we're going to talk about? But a big part of that really is to lessen who you are and to let the Lord increase within you, right? Because only then he will give you the message. And that's why I'm excited to hear that message today because it's not for me, guys. And before we start, let's just bow our heads and and, uh, give the Lord thanks and praise. Heavenly Father, we thank you again. Lord, 0% me, 100% you, oh God. And we just ask you to keep our minds open and our hearts, Lord, ready to absorb like a dry sponge Dear God, and we are excited to hear your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Are you guys excited? Amen. Amen. Let me begin with this. You know, we just had our Thanksgiving meal, was that, a week or so ago or a few weeks back, right? Just think for a moment you are with your family, your, your mom and dad, your brothers and your sisters, extended family and so forth and so on. But think, though, that this is in the 1800s. Obviously, none of us are from the 1800s. But just remember, okay, maybe you're in a small little town and all you have to keep you warm is, is like a fireplace, a stove. And this is where you are gathered around to eat your Thanksgiving dinner. But as a son, you somewhat have a heavy heart. And why is that? Because you know that in the morning time, you will be saying farewell to your family. You know, back in those days when you say farewell to your family, that's it, right? We don't have our phones these days where we can always just connect with one another. Once you say goodbye, farewell, and then it may be the last time that you will say that. This happened to a gentleman, and this story basically begins with David Livingstone. On the evening of November 16th, 1840, Livingstone went home to Blantyre to spend the last night with his parents. You see, the Liverpool boat left early in the morning, and there was so much to talk about that David proposed that the family stay up all night, but not the mother. The mother was very anxious for the sleep and the rest of her boy, and she would not listen. However, David and his father talked until midnight of the prospect of Christian missions. And they both agreed that the time would come, listen to this, when rich men and great men would think it an honor to support whole stations of missionaries instead of spending half their money on hounds and horses. You see, the last breakfast at home was eaten at 5 o'clock in the morning. Five o'clock in the morning, guys. After the meal, David read the 121st and 135th Psalms and led the little group of father, mother, and sister in prayer. See, biographers at this time are strangely silent concerning the parting scene with the mother. Doubtless, after the manner of godly women out there and out here, There were many tears of anguish, I'm sure. Think for a moment. You're a mother. There's many mothers here. My wife is one. Miss Cooper. 
right? Everyone, think for a moment. This is your last farewell to your son. Just imagine that. Now to the gray-haired father, walk to Glasgow with David to catch the Liverpool streamer. On the Brumelaw, father and son looked for the last time on earth, on each other's faces. The old man then walked slowly back to Blantyre with a lonely heart, no doubt, but yet at the same time praising God. This was David Livingstone's farewell to his mother, sister, and father. Farewell to his old life and family. Quite a very sad time and sad moment for that whole family. You know, in our life today, there are many farewells, right? There are many farewells that we live and we, what we live through and encounter. For some, it's going to be a farewell to eighth grade and hello to high school. Farewell to high school and hello to college or university. Farewell to the old home. And Lord willing to a bigger home, <laughs> sometimes bigger, sometimes not so much. Sometimes we're forced to live here and there due to circumstances. But farewell to 2019 and hello to 2020. What usually happens in January 1st? Many people say farewell to the old diet and this 2020, I'm going to have a new diet. You want to hear that secret, secret to that new diet? Here it is. Pay attention. Listen to this. You eat or you don't eat. That's it. That's the new diet of 2020, guys. You eat or you don't eat. These are some of the farewells that we go through in life. David Livingstone had a familiar farewell. However, here's the one, the really important one. Have we said farewell to the old me? And hello to the new me in Jesus Christ. You see, I believe, I wholeheartedly believe that one of the greatest hindrances that we have from growing in grace is that we are unwilling to say farewell to the old me, right, rather than the new me. You see, when you have received Jesus Christ, we ought to. We ought to say farewell and put on the new, the old and put on the new. You know, today, how about this? To exercise this after church, Women, go through your closet. Look at all the old stuff. Get rid of them. Donate them. Go buy new. Go to the mall. Men, get rid of your old cars. Go get a banging new one. I'm just joking, by the way. But right? well, you can. You can. No one will judge you if you do. <laughs> That's right. But why say farewell to the old and say hello to the new? You know, David Livingstone what possessed him to say farewell to his family that very day? Was he aimless? Was it all in vain, guys? Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Don't you know that you are a new creation today if Christ abides in you. That's something to be excited about, guys. It's something to be excited about because God created a new version of me, a new version of you, Juliana, a new version of you, summon him joy, right? You are a new person in Christ. You see, in our daily walk with Christ, we must constantly practice and examine our own life every day, saying, 
you know, forget about the old me, all right? I'm a new me now. Moving old, moving from the old ways of thinking, as you all remember before Christ, and to the new ways of thinking. Behaving constantly, transformed by the renewing of our mind in accordance with Ephesians chapter 4, verse 23. One of my favorite figures in the Bible is Apostle Paul. You know, he's a tent maker, he's a missionary, a godly one at that. And he gives us four reasons why the old man has to be told farewell. Pay attention. Here it is. Four reasons. How many, how many reasons? Four reasons. Number one, let's dive deep. In Ephesians chapter 4, 17, and he goes something like this. This I say therefore, and testify in the Lord that ye henceforth not walk not as other Gentiles, walk not as other Gentiles in the vanity of their mind. Think for one for once a moment. According to this verse, don't you know the old us, the old us, we have a philosophical dilemma. We are in a philosophical despair. You see, a person who does not know Christ, right, who doesn't live in Christ is living in vanity, in futility, meaningless in his or her own mind. In other words, if you do not have Christ today, you are living without a purpose, aimlessly. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 18, 4, chapter 4, verse 18. Having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart. Whose blindness is it, guys? Our own, in our own heart. You see, number two, the old us is in mental darkness. If you don't have Christ today, no matter how hard you try, you will not and cannot understand spiritual matters. Ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth, according to 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 7. In 2001, I visited the awesome state of California. I loved it. This one was when 9-11 was happening. And I left my, my job as a, as, a, as, a, as a broker, and I wanted to escape New York. I, I visited my family in California, visited a place called Al Alcatraz, The Rock. You guys ever heard of that, right? It's an old prison where um, Al Capone was housed, okay? Now it's like a museum. It's an awesome place. It's this little island, right, off the coast of, in the, in the middle of the bay there in San Francisco. And as we were walking down in 2001, it was around November, so a little darker, it was cold. We walked down to the, the bottom floor, and there, there it was, like this solitary confinement-like place. Basically, it's a cage, right? And before you walked in, there, were, there was a metal bar door, and then there was a, another door after that, completely made out of steel. Once you entered, when they closed that door on you, man, it was complete darkness. You could not see your hand right, right there. You can see it. If, even if it was in your face, you can even see your own nose. You see, the light of God, just imagine this. If you are an unbeliever today, the light of God is closed off to you only to be bolted shut by their own door of unbelief. Your own door of unbelief. It's not God's fault. It's not God's fault. You know, many times in life we blame God for a whole lot of things, but it's our own 
door of unbelief. And in Ephesians chapter 4, 18 continued, the third is that the old us are disconnected spiritually. Because of our own hardness and the blindness of our own hearts, the unbeliever or us, before we receive the Lord, we alienate ourselves from the Lord. You know, some unbelievers are so determined not to relate to the Lord, and because of this, they are cut off from Him, not wanting to have a relationship with the Lord, the creator of the universe, and therefore are spiritually disconnected. In chapter 4 of Ephesians, verse 19, who being past feeling have given themselves. Who gave themselves? Did the Lord give you to that? Remember? Look at, read, read the verse. Who gave themselves? Their own. They gave themselves over unto lasciviousness, to the work all uncleanness with greediness. The old us, and if you are an unbeliever, you are in a moral degradation, in a moral decline. You see, unbelievers who alienate themselves from the Lord have become so calloused that they no longer feel any pain or have any moral inclination about all the evil things that they do. Hence the word, past feelings. According to Paul, to Timothy, in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 2, it goes like this, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their own conscience right, seared with a hot iron. Why are we reading this today? Many, maybe some of us right now say, wait, wait, wait a minute. It, it kind of doesn't apply to me. You know, I have the Lord. It does apply to us. You see, this is the fate of every unbeliever, as we've just read. Number one, they are in a philosophical despair, remember. They are in mental darkness. They are disconnected spiritually, and they are in a moral decline. Why this applies to us is because why we ought not to allow our families, our friends, our neighbors to be such in this despair, guys. Remember a few weeks back when Pastor Tom Yee preached here on this stage? What did he say? If you have Jesus Christ, that's great. How about our families? How about our friends, our neighbors, our coworkers? How about them? Do we want them to continue in a philosophical despair, mental darkness, disconnected spiritually, and in a moral decline? Would we want that for our friends and family? But here's the great news. This, what you're about to hear, is some awesome news. It's hard for a person when you're preparing something like this, it's hard for you to fall asleep because every time you read from 20 to 24 all the way down, it just gets you excited. And we ought to be excited about this. Here he goes. Okay? If you have Christ today, you are the new man. If you have Christ today, you are the new man. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 20 to 24. And read with me. But ye have not so learned Christ. If so be that you have heard of him and have taught by him as the truth is in who? Jesus. The truth is in Jesus. John 14, 6. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh, right, to the Father but through 
Mege, who is Jesus. That's right. That is right. That ye put off concerning the former conversation of the old man, and which is corrupt, by the way, according to the deceitful lusts. And you are now renewed by the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new man, in verse 24, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Check this out. You can say farewell now to the old man, guys. You can say forget about you, old Irvin. I want to run new to the new Irvin created in Jesus Christ, and I want to embrace that new me and forget about the old. And Apostle Paul once again, once again, now gives us three characteristics of the new man. If you are a new man, these are the characteristics that you have. Number one, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 20. You have now and have a new Lord. Don't be fooled. People, all of us, we shouldn't be fooled. You're following someone in life. You're following either your mom, you're following your dad, you're following yourself. You're following your teachers, you're following someone. But if you are new, a new creation in the Lord Jesus, you can now follow who? The Lord himself. According to Ephesians chapter 4.20, you have now a new Lord. While the old us were spiritually disconnected, the new man is now connected to who? Jesus Christ. The old man was his own Lord. Now, Jesus can be your new Lord, John. How awesome is that? The old man was alienated from the life of God. Us, you, the believer, has now a dynamic relationship with your Lord and Savior. Everybody, I want you to raise your hand if you can call the President of the United States. Who amongst us who can call the President of the United States right now on your phone? Call President Trump. Anybody? However, you can call upon the new Lord who is now your new Lord in Jesus Christ all the time, anytime. You have direct access. The new man has now a new leaf, new lease in life. You have a new conviction. And according to Ephesians chapter 4, 21 to 23, remember, the old life where we were in mental darkness and cloudness, cloudiness, the new man is now filled with the revealed word of God through his son, Jesus Christ. John chapter 1, verse 1. You guys remember? In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was, that's right. Because now that we have heard of Jesus and taught by him through his word, Romans 10, 17. So then faith cometh by hearing and the hearing, what? From the word of God. There has to be a time. People, there's got to be a time when we can say, forget you old me. I am a new me now. I am a new me. We have to come to a place, and I urge all of us, where we can confidently say, Lord Jesus, thank you for forgiving me of my sins. Thank you for saving me and entering my life as my Lord and Savior. Lord, I say farewell to the vile and evil things of the past and embrace the new me. Does this excite us today? Number three. And here it is, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 24. Rich, you are now a new man, my man. Luke, you're a new man. Guys, 
You are a new man, a new woman. You are now created in the likeness of my, fa- my father. Who's my father? Who is holy and righteous. It's time to get excited. This is it. You are a new man in Jesus Christ. Now, think about this for a moment. Do you want to go to heaven dragging yourself? Oh, man. I made it. I'm in heaven. Woo! I'm in heaven, Carl. Or do you want to get in there and say, I'm in heaven, guys. Jesus, thank you very much. With your hands raised, praising what he has done for you in your life. Do you want to go first, like that other man? Or do you want to go in there and say, amen, hallelujah. For I am now a new man. Thank you, Lord Jesus Christ, for creating a new man in me. Amen. Guys, give Jesus a round of applause. Thank you for creating a new man in me. This is to Jesus. That applause is to the Lord. Remember, you have now a new Lord, a new conviction, number one. Number two, you have now a new lease, a new conviction, and you are now a new creation. You are a new creation in Jesus Christ. Remember that story earlier regarding David Livingstone's farewell to his family that we read earlier? You know, I kind of went through a situation like that uh, many years ago uh, in the 80s. And I can kind of relate, you know, to to something that happened during that time. You know, I can tell you about uh, the story of how my parents said goodbye to their parents. And, but just allow me to, to share my story with you. Um, if you allow me to share me my, uh, my own story. You know, uh, when we were gathered around in the airport, it was a, it's a bunch of us, our family, our aunts and uncles, our cousins, right? And we were here in this airport, and we were, we were taking pictures, okay? We were hugging, and we were crying. You know, as I looked up, and I looked around, and, and uh, uh, I couldn't see my grandfather. He started walking away. He started walking away. I, I saw his gray-haired head, you know, walking towards like, this metal gate where it's facing the outside of the airport. And he was the only one as we were taking pictures. And, you know, I, I, walked, I walked towards him and methodically, I, and uh, I asked the stupidest questions. <laughs> I said, Lolo, wh- why are you sad? Lolo is like an endearing word to say grandfather, to say papa or, or nona, however you guys say it. And I said, why are you sad? I mean, obviously we know, right, why he was sad. You know, my grandfather, he fought in World War II. World War II. He was a scout sniper, and he saw a lot of heinous activities during war times, and he never talked to me about that. You know, I, I just knew because our families told us about what he did in the Army. He tragically also lost his, his son, who was five years old, the brother of, of my dad. And, and he, he forsook God after that. He said, you know, I don't believe God anymore. However, when, when I was born and my two younger brothers were born, it, it kind of brought him back and said, hey, you know, I believe, I, I believe God. And he's good to me. And now all of a sudden, now we're leaving too, right? Now we're leaving. Now we're saying goodbye. Man, it, you know, my regret to this day is I, I didn't get to say, hey, uh, grandfather, you know, I'm part of the Lord's family now. Yeah, I didn't get to say that. And that was my farewell to my grandfather, you know. It was a mixed feeling. It was like excited. At the same time, I was sad. And that was the last time, you know, the last time I ever saw him. Um, 
I just saw pictures of him uh, after that. I didn't, I didn't get to stand by him anymore. Uh, my father did, thank God, and he did that. And, uh, you know, we lost him a few years back. Um, that was the very last time I, I heard of him, the very last time that, uh, that I stood by his side. And I just wanted to kind of like hug him one more time, you know. But it was not all in vain, guys. It was not all in vain. It was not all in vain when David Livingstone told his family goodbye. And neither is it vain, right? It was not for nothing. Because ever since that time and we arrived here in the, in the States, I got saved here in 80 Lincoln Street, Jersey City, New Jersey, in the spring of 2020 through Bible studies of my old pastor. Guys, it was not in vain. This is what Jesus did for my life and he can do for you. Psalm 40 verse 2. And Jesus, for me, Jesus brought me up out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a solid rock and established my goings. For David Willingstone, he was willing to endure even the severest trial of a Christian. This is what he wrote. Remember us in your prayers, said he, that we grow not weary in well-doing. Remember Galatians chapter 6 verse 9? And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season, what? For in due season, you will read. That's right. If we faint not, amen. He continues to write, nothing will induce me to form an impure church. Fifty added to the church sounds fine at home. But only if five are genuine, what will it profit the great day? I have felt more than ever lately that the great object of our exertion ought to be Converting, in conversion. So it's okay you can sit to say farewell to the old and embrace the new. It's okay. If you are part of the Lord's family today, and why it's important for you to say no to the old and say hello to the new so that you could bring others along also. It's awesome. It's going to be awesome up in heaven when we are all together. No more tears, no more pains, and no more aches. And we brought people along with us because we decided this very day that I am going to put on the new me. Can he be asking of you today? Can he be asking you, the Lord that is, to get out of your comfort zone? Can he be asking you today, forget about the comforts of this life. Right? We're going to reign in eternity with him who created us. You see, what David Livingstone did and what my parents did, they said farewell to their old comfort zone self and said hello and ran and embraced the unknown and the new. You can say farewell because your farewell is not going to be in vain. You can say adieu, goodbye. Farewell, old Jew. I don't need you anymore because now I am a new man in Jesus Christ. Are you glad today that you are a new you in the Lord Jesus Christ? Amen? Are you glad? Are you glad? Awesome. Awesome. Praise the Lord for all the goodness that he has given us. And praise the Lord for putting in a whole new me so that we can impart to others and we can say, hey, you too can be a new me. What Jesus has done in my life, he can do for you.